4: Greetings and welcome inside Hour 3 of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon, <laughs> live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, joining us now on the hotline, NFL on Fox, insider extraordinaire Jay Glazer, Check out Unbreakable, a mental health podcast. Incredible stuff every single week. And, yes, we picked my favorite Poison song because Jay had <laughs> Brett Michaels on the Unbreakable podcast this week. Jay, I haven't heard it yet. I can't wait to listen to see the stories he had to tell you and all the inspiring stuff because I know he has had a rough go.
1: Man, it was unbelievable. Just listen to him. And him and his daughter just came out with a song called Unbroken. So how wild is that? But just hearing, like, the early days of him, you know, being, living in a car, trying to, you know, make it with him and, and poison, trying to make it was pretty damn wild. And his journey, man, you know, him being diabetic and a lot of his health issues and this stuff. He's so, he constantly had to like reinvent himself. He's, he was such a great interview and man, we, we've never met. I, you know, we kind of both hit up Guy Fieri. We are both friends with him. And, uh, Next thing I know, I get a text from him right after me because he cried on the podcast, and he was like, "Hey, after this, you got a friend forever, man." And uh, now we're gonna link up this weekend. <laughs> How cool nice. <laughs> yeah.
4: You guys are best friends now. Look at you. You're oh, gonna man, be on the next Poison baseball. record.
1: Hey, this is what vulnerability does. So I'm trying to tell all the dudes out there, man, being vulnerable that this this makes us closer.
6: Look at that hey. tour you get to put together. You got Fietti doing, like, foodstuffs, and you got Poison rolling on. I mean, this is a brilliant moneymaker. Rivals all the uh, Beyonce cash. <laughs> I like it. I just landed from uh,
1: Kansas City. I was in Kansas City yesterday. And, well, I landed last night and just did a feature for our pregame show for next week with Chris Jones. And, you know, no, nobody covers the Super Bowl like Fox, baby. It's going
4: to be awesome. Oh, you went to Burrow. You got to go to Burrowhead. Chris Jones loved playing at Burrowhead last week. Oh, that was man. fun. We certainly we, we don't call it that, do we? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did not call it during that not during the interview. No way. But it was great. Went to walk through today and, you know, got to, you know, to, to catch up with a bunch of cats over there. I'm so excited for this week, man. I
6: really am. Well, two great teams, obviously, a lot of big personalities and uh, Andy Reid, front and center of it all, Jay, uh, yep. a guy that you've known a, a very long time at this yep. stage of his career, like how how does he take this stuff? like what you know what man he he's he's enjoying this one more than others because he has
1: experience now with it. Mm-hmm. he's able to enjoy it more. actually we talked about it today. we spent 20 minutes in his office, and we were just talking about it. He's like, man, I'm just really am yeah, just enjoying it now. you know and I you know have the experience. I'm just trying to enjoy all the little other things that I've been in the past.
4: That's awesome, man. Uh, you know, it, it's a, it's really a tale of two different coaches. Because you have Andy Reid, who is so widely respected, everything he's got, and you got Nick Sirianni on the other side, who's yep. uh, who, who's got everybody. up. The Giants don't like him, and he does all the stuff on camera, and he gets in everybody's faces. You couldn't have two different guys coaching these teams this week.
1: It's and it's so funny because those two are friends. Even though Andy got got rid of him over there in Philly, those two are actually friends. And Nick is like two different dudes. Back is when you. When you're around Nick and he's not on a football field, he's really like kinda of quiet and almost like just like not all shocks, but like he's totally not like what you see on the field. And then the field he loses his mind. He becomes that other dude and you know, it's uh he's like football bipolar in that way. So he's he's uh, but the, the but listen, going into this season, I predicted the Eagles would have a, a really I don't know, great like Super Bowl great year, but i this was one of my, my teams that I really pumped up. I thought we to have a winning season, them, the Vikings, and the Rams. So I got two of the three, right? And um, the reason why, I said the Eagles last year, they're kind of like, you know, do we know what this guy's talking about? Do we believe in him? Do we not believe in him? You know, and they did better last year than I think they thought. So this year going into the season, they had full belief in him. And them having full belief with the talent that Howie Roseman, you know, Put together over there, I thought this was going to be one of the teams that was going to make a huge jump, and they certainly did. And man, they're the most physical team in the league. There's no doubt about
6: it. Well, and that's the the thing that stands out here. You got two defenses that get after it. You know, people had dismissed what yeah. Kansas City was doing, uh, thinking Joe Burrow was just going to carve them up. And instead, it was like, hold on, we were second in sacks behind right. these Eagles. So you got two two teams that can definitely get after it. We might well, as well just all put all a cage around it.
1: <laughs> hey man, offensive line, yeah, they're they're building a fight. What Lane Johnson did the other day, Nick Bosa. Oh, yeah. And Lane, as I reported during, you know, our pregame show, Lane told me that morning, man, he retoured groin. All the you know, the by him taking off all that time, um, all the healing that was done in that giant game was basically scrapped and he retoured. And for him to go out there and do that to Nick Bosa and shut him down like that, on basically one leg. It's just it's just my it's the mindset of him and Kelsey and man, they're just it, it, they're so incredibly dominating. I, I just, you know, I don't see Kansas See get to them if, San Francisco, could, if right. San Francisco couldn't. But Steve Spagnuolo, man, he's gonna have to, you know, drop some, some really crafty, you know, blitzes and disguise things, or because it's just so physical up front.
4: Jay Glazer with us, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the TireRack.com studios. All right, let's get to some of the uh, big news the last couple of days, Janet, But waiting to talk to you after Sean Payton gets the gig in Denver and all kinds yeah. of drama surrounding that. Uh, listen, you know, look, it's a great fit for him. He's got a great team. I think he's going to have the top of the division next year. Uh, Why did it take so long? I-, I thought Sean Payton would be somebody like right after, hey, I'm available. They- they'd figure it out and he'd be gone. Yeah. I think some of it price tags an awful lot, right? $20 million is, is, is
1: quite a bit. And um, But I just think that, you know, there's know, they're they're doing their due, due diligence and um, whenever something like that happens. But they're, there's also, like, you have to trade an awful lot for them. So I know they're going back and forth, man, if we want to trade all this for a coach and sell out this kind of money when we don't have to do it with the coach, right, and give up the, that draft capital. So that certainly went into it also. And then, you know, they're just doing – you know, are they going to be a fit? Because a guy like Sean's different, right? When you have a coordinator comes in there, you kind of get a better thing. You're like, okay, well, this is going to be a fit. Sean comes in. It's it more of a, it's not an ownership thing, but yeah, he's more comes in like a CEO. So you better be sure about that, right? And that's what he did in New Orleans. What Sean did is he changed the culture down there by pretty much being, you know, taking like a CEO role and, and really teaching them how to be owners in New Orleans. So it's a bigger thing in Denver than just hiring a coach. When you're bringing in somebody like a Sean Payton, same thing with you know with you know if a guy like a Mike like a Mike Tomlin or Andy Reid went somewhere else, those are like CEOs or Bill Belichick, right? It's it's different than just a head
6: coach. Well, and we'd seen Penner talking about the fact that the coach would you know go more directly to the ownership in terms of yep. communication, so that certainly makes sense there, Jay. Um, look, I, I uh, felt a lot older after watching that three-minute video yesterday from Tom Brady because it snuffs out that guy from the 2000 draft, so I have to uh, accept my mortality, too. <laughs>
1: hey, he's the best he's ever done it, man. I, I did think, this whole year I thought there was going to be his last year. I was actually, I would come in to Tampa the day he came back um, and just, man, the vibe I was getting, just being around him, talking to him, talking to people we knew. All the way in camp, I thought he kind of had it more still than not. This would be his last year. And I, as the season went on, I just kept hearing it more and more and more. But, you, know, you I, I never like to say definitively because I was with, you know, again, like guys like Tony Gonzalez who had retired and called me back two months later and said, hey, man, you think these guys would have me back? Thomas Dimitrov and Dan Quinn, I'm like, uh. I, I, he's like, "Would you reach out to them for me? I was going want to reach out for them <laughs> and uh we actually flew Mike Smith out to uh Manhattan Beach, and me him and Tony had dinner to try to <laughs> concoct, put this crazy plan back together. So Tony was definitely done until he wasn't. I think Tom is definitely done
4: so now Tom definitely done. he moves on probably to the to the broadcast booth at Fox probably be talking yeah. to him a lot next year. So, now what happens with Aaron Rodgers? Like, he's now the guy. and yeah. the, We hear the Jets want to go on all on What's going to happen here? Man, if I'm the Jets, I absolutely do. That's they, they're a quarterback away. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: They really put together good pieces over there. Absolutely. If I'm the Jets, I do that. Um, if I'm the Raiders, I'd certainly go for it. Right? And, yeah, I don't know why he said no to the 49ers today, but, you know, some, <laughs> a little snippet.
6: Um, 2005 isn't that long ago, Jay. I mean, right, I mean come on now.
1: Um, but I, you know, look. If, it, if it, there will be teams that are certainly, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of quarterback needy teams. So I think there'll be a lot of teams that will swing away, knowing they can get a guy like Aaron Rodgers.
6: Rest of the quarterback carousel. San Francisco finds themselves in a quandary and an, an unproven. I, I, do no? I don't think they do
1: anything. I don't think they do it. I think.
6: I think they believe,
1: I really think they believe enough to Purdy. Now, if they think he's not going to be ready, um, and, you know, I think they'll have a quarterback competition in camp, Mm -hmm. but I think they're going to go with one of those two guys.
4: Jake Laser with us here, the Jason Smiths with Mike Harmon, live from the com studios. All right, so the, the other guy tonight, fun stuff tonight, Derek Carr at the Pro Bowl uh, festivities tonight, was throwing the ball really well and said in an interview, he was asked, hey, when would you throw the ball uh, this well in Vegas? He goes, well, I haven't. That's why I'm going to be somewhere else. Uh, what right. about Derek Carr? What's going to wind up happening with him? I don't – man, there's going to
1: be 12 teams that need quarterbacks. I just don't know where they're going to be yet. You know, so I, I – there's going to be an awful lot of movement this this with a lot of these guys, but you know whether he has the type of market the Raiders think he's going to have, I, I don't know about that.
4: You can follow him on Twitter at Jay Glazer. That is at Jay Glazer. NFL on Fox Insider and Unbreakable, a mental health podcast. Phenomenal stuff with Brett Michaels. Jay will be joining Poison on tour playing guitar. Uh, look for the dates coming <laughs> I won't be up. To a city that tour, near but you. I guarantee. You. I'll be on stage at one point, no doubt.
6: I was going to yeah, say, hey, Brett Michael, Michaels no may doubt. show up uh, hanging out on the Fox set next week.
1: <laughs> oh. I've, I've been on a couple stages, man. It's pretty, been pretty cool. But nothing better than on that Fox set on
4: Super Sunday, man. Oh, buddy. Have fun. We'll talk to you next week, Jay. Be good. All right, love y'all. See you, buddy. All right. There goes Jake. The laser. best. Oh, man. I mean, Poison was my band. I went and like saw them a few in, years ago. It was good. That was that was my second concert ever. Was Poison really? and David Lee Roth. Yeah, my second concert because because Poison was when when they first came around in the eighties. They were they were very polarizing because you know they came out and they did you know they did glam rock and roll sure. like they took they took the Bowie uh, Queens you know to to a little bit more glam rock and more pop and you know they wore makeup and they were on stage and they're on and it was they were polarizers. Oh, Poison, Poison. I'm like, dude, come on, Poison's music is awesome and now look how history has remembered Poison as they've gone on and Brett Michaels and the band and your Poison song stuff I, I'm kind of digging that that I was I was right about Poison because Poison was my band and I, I had times I had to stand at parties I would Poison's not nearly as good because everybody in, in my school was U2 is the best I'm like oh yes yes let's let that let, yes U2 because you have to say U2 you two. U2 you two is the best and all I'm like okay what do you, I'm listening to Poison and I got this new band called Guns and Roses what Guns and Roses come on man they're terrible nah I put I put everybody on the board man in, in high school those are my bands and poison i'm so glad i was that history remembers me this way about poison
6: i've just always heard great things about him like the guy brett michaels that he gets into a room and, and is just the electric that way obviously on stage uh, it, it works. the The stage staging of Unskinny bop still just makes me laugh inappropriately boom, 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 when you get that little boom, green boom, 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 line of boom, boom. what are supposed to be dancing women uh, mm-hmm. on there. Uh, but it's like it's it's classic stuff, man. We're we're talking thirty five years at this yeah. point, and that still was going and, and and getting getting big crowds, whether it's on a solo tour or some of this other stuff where it's multiple bands from the eighties. It's gold.
4: That was my best guess on Mass Singer, the one I got right. The first time he sang, ten seconds in, we're watching Mass Singer, and and, you know Mass Singer, I'm kind of watching him on my iPad at the same time because you could do that, right? You know, there's shows where you have to you have to put everything down and and focus on, and shows you can watch and be on your iPad. So I'm on the iPad and here I forget what Brett Michaels was. I'm on the iPad, I hear him sing for ten seconds, I go, that's Brett Michaels. That's Brett Michaels. Wow, I can't believe it. I got that's Brett Michaels. 100 right away. I should have been on one of those TV blogs going, uh, you know, the monster is Brett Michaels, or you know, the the you know, the SpongeBob is Brett Michaels. Knew it was right away. So that's Brett Michaels. It doesn't count though.
6: What's yeah. that Why? Why, is that Why doesn't it count? Because
4: you didn't bet it. I, I don't think. Well, you
6: the can, larger thing is that it would have already that. been broadcast on the East Coast. <laughs> so while you <laughs> may not
4: have been looking, at it not you would have, would have seen it. let you bet that. I don't think so. Harmon, would your bookie allow me to do that? I, I could bet that was Brett Michaels on had, Mass Singer. If I had one. Okay. You have a bookie. All
6: right, on, multiple. Man.
4: Come on. You got you got a bunch of guys.
6: Thing with a guy in the place. Uh, Prank call. Prank call. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: Better actually it it was. By-
6: no, I was. This, I got to say this because I was at a Trader Joe's and these folks when they were stocking wines and they were talking about their bookies and how <laughs> they make bets. Just, <laughs> why, just talking. And I paused. It's like, you know anything about betting? I go. Maybe a thing or two, <laughs> and I just kind of chuckled and kept walking. It's like, no, dude, you got a you got a guy. <laughs> like the guy
4: was desperate to get away from whoever his current. Uh, you're like you're like Woody Harrelson and White Men Can't Jump. Hey, hey, you want to play? You mean play basketball? Yeah, I, I guess I could. <laughs> sure. It was just
6: funny, like because they started talking about some of the uh, prop bets that they'd had in the uh, conference title games. And one of them, I, I forget, it was it was a Hertz one that made no sense to, to bet, but it came in. I, I forget the particulars, but it was one of those that you raised an eyebrow like, that's an interesting line. Ooh. I don't know that one. I mean, because obviously there's hundreds of these that pop up. And certainly for the Super Bowl, uh, we're, we're seeing places say, what kind of prop bets would you like us to make? And actually running the numbers to see if it's viable to make a market on, which is kind of fun.
3: Fox
4: Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the com studios. I'm not on Snapface and all that. And, uh, yeah, we got some big NBA stuff to get to tonight. Maybe we have a new leader in the clubhouse for NBA MVP. Hey, but... real quick, Jason. Yeah, what do you got, Frostberg? Was uh, Jalen Brunson an uh, all-star? You know what? Jaylen I didn't see the Brunson. list. Uh, uh, my computer Jaylen doesn't Brunson. work here. Jalen Brunson. Did he make it? Was complete. It was a. They he made it, right? They perpetrated a fraud on Jalen Brunson. Ah, uh, whatever. What? They he didn't make it? They perpetrated a fraud on him. Aww. He's the Knicks' best player, and instead they take <laughs> Julius Randle. Come on, man. I mean, seriously. Come on. Come on. He's their best. He's been their best player. They can't give Julius Randle the ball at the end of games, although Tom Thibodeau tried to do it the other night, and that's why they lost. Does he's he? Does he have player. anything
6: where he's getting screwed out of money if he doesn't make this? I don't
4: know, man. I don't know. Because I mean, he got 104
6: million dollars.
4: Yeah. Suddenly, that's a bargain, right? Would you want Jalen Brunson for 25 million a year? Yeah, you would, right? Yeah, you, you'd want. Oh, him it's got you to be just above 500. Yeah, sure. Do you know? And we were below 500 last year. That's fine. That's fine. Well, it's we're, because we're, you have All Star Julius Randall. You joke. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's because if we had another All Star, it would be. Oh, look at the Knicks underachieving. They have two All Stars. They're only four games over 500. They can't do anything. They got two All-Stars. But see,
6: your narrative is a lot better with one All-Star. If he would have made it, okay. then Thibodeau sucks and the whole thing's a disaster. Oh, Although a reading, reading a couple of the articles about the handling of Cam Reddish is just laughable.
4: But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. I, I think you're on to something there. Less All-Stars, the Knicks look like overachievers. Well, that's More it. All-Stars, they're underachievers. Well, but that's just it.
6: He's, until all the snub columns come out, I mean, he's just a guy. Oh, if you're just kind of like casually that. paying attention to the Knicks, which you, so, would, the rest of the world is casually paying attention to the Knicks.
4: If I view the Knicks as, hey, all these guys stink, I can be happy with that and go look at their underachieving with this 100%. really bad roster. Yes. Ah, uh, Harmon, why don't you tell me this at the beginning of the Funny, season?
6: they're overachieving. They, yeah. I mean, then we have one all star, and even that's debatable. We We. <laughs>
4: Ah, and that's debatable at best. I mean, come on, look at this roster. Look at what we're doing. We're we're 3 games over 500. We're almost in the 6th spot. Look at that. We're really we're really overachieving. Look at, look at on, the coaching
6: man. job that Thibodeau's doing. He made the that's tough decision to, to say yes, rising wait, wait, wait. star that everybody that
4: scouts and likes basketball, right. likes Cam Reddish. I mean, he's so okay. bold as to not even play him. And look what you. they're yeah. able to do. Okay, go ahead. All right. So you guys, here's here's how we do here's how I can change on a dime with this, right? Here's how I like this, right? Okay. You be you you be that you say, Hey Jason, how do you think your Knicks are doing this year?
6: Jason, we're we're now deep into the season coming yeah. towards the trade
4: deadline. I mean, mm-hmm. what what do you think of the year so far for your Knicks? They need all kinds of help. Okay, look, Julius Randle making the all star team, he stinks. Right, He's st- Look at look what happened the other night against the Lakers when he couldn't do anything at the end of the game with the ball and then turns it over twice in overtime. Jalen Brunson, come on, man. I mean, really? We gave a guy $25 million to be three games over 500? We don't have any good players. I don't know how we're doing it. I don't know how Tom Thibodeau was able to put together a roster. And really, he should probably be doing a little bit more offensively. It's an offensive league now. It's not a defensive league. It's an offensive league. The, they're 28 and 25. They may be the best unknown story in the NBA. How are you winning? with this lack of a roster. I look, I'm just I just celebrate the fact the Knicks are playing because hey the, the the air could come out of this balloon at any time. But with all these underachieving players, look, and you got Cam Reddish who can't even get on the court. He may be the best player in the NBA. And how does he not even get to play? And they can't even find a way to trade him. This guy may be the most talented player in all Every single city in the NBA he would play, but he can't get on the floor with the Knicks. They're just butchering everything. And here they are, though, three games over 500. I celebrate the fact they are succeeding despite themselves.
6: Just a hell of a coaching job. Really just like getting that. it done.
4: No, no, no. Coach is bad, too. Coach is bad, too. I can't say the coach. No, coach you is bad, five too. five
6: guys averaging double figures. I mean, look at R.J. Barrett averaging
4: 20, 20 a game. You look at all the money we gave him. He got average more than 20 a game for that. We gave him too much money. We gave way too much money. We don't need all these guys. I mean, all, all the signings they made, they're completely uh, – these guys just, should all trash. be It's trash. We need all kinds of help. We need We need a big influx of the deadline. We need well, I think you of you the of deadline. Do. We need AD at the deadline. We need, you know, we need all these guys. You know we're going to wind up getting Westbrook, but we need all these other guys at the deadline. We need we need MB at the deadline. We need that. We need Mitchell at the deadline. We need these guys.
6: See if we can make any of that happen. Mm. That's the beauty
4: of the next couple of weeks, just all I like the what, theories. I like that. I like what I did right there. I think that I feel pretty good about See what I did for you now. there. Yeah. I, I I
6: turned you around to make you understand.
4: I got to be upset With about just the Knicks. One All-Star and being up, and it's debatable. Like, make sure you say that and one well, all star, and, 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 I mean, and he's debatable.
6: I mean, and he's debatable twenty four seven and and ten point nine. But
4: he's he's quiet when it matters. Yeah, I'm digging that. Yeah, he's he's an all star, but he's so quiet when it matters. Well, when it matters, really he's, he's Mister
6: Cellophane.
4: Yeah, I mean, no. he's he's John Cena. You can't see him. See, I get I I talk about being frustrated with the Knicks, and I'm happier as a result. This, this, I, I really but there is really something to all, that.
6: This is a, this is a uh, verbal therapy session. We don't yeah. we're not face to face tonight. We're doing it through the power of the magic radio box and the digital wizardry of our guy Alex Tyshirt, making it sound so pretty uh, as yeah. he does each and every evening. But this is this has been cathartic, and I think there's some other folks out there you can
4: apply to your team, lather, rinse, repeat, and you feel better about your day. Look at that. Instead of being happy and then being frustrated the Knicks are underachieving, I'm mad, and at the end, I'm happy. So I start out upset and end happy rather than starting out happy and getting upset. That's the key. That's genius. Because you don't
6: uh, want to escalate it, right? Because otherwise, now we're talking about the blood pressure shooting up, and, and maybe it's better. I, I don't know the medical side of it. You know, does does it rise over time? Or does it not go at the same trajectory if you're mm. getting edge Like, if it's a snap thing, we're like, Ah! And it's done as opposed to gradual to where maybe now it starts weighing on the system, the heart and the brain a little differently mm. and maybe causes some irreparable damage where you just have visions of Julius
4: Randall missing shots in the final minutes of a game. Mm. I like that, buddy. I dig that. But you Tom, should have your own it own show, like, on Bravo figure. or something or at least on a streaming service. Look, man,
6: I'm I'm as much a doctor as Phil since he's retiring.
4: (laughs) It's an honorable degree. Like what? Bill Murray says that in speaking of Groundhog Day. Oh, Dr. Phil Connors? Well, it's kind of an honorary thing. Uh, So there we go. Now I'm feeling good. See? Look what we did there. Nice. Uh, Now, speaking of the NBA, yes, LeBron James tonight. A uh, big night, 26 points. He now needs 53 to catch Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. And now that uh, we've had this game, this is the big game we needed to see how LeBron was going to do to see just when he's going to break to set the it up, sure. Right? Uh, so well, got, and they get a win, right? Yeah, get and them, they get a win. Know, they win the game. Elite, here come yeah. the Lakers. Yeah, here come the Lakers. Yeah, and yeah. they have one more away game. And then they have two home games coming up Tuesday against the Thunder, and then Thursday against the Bucks. So LeBron needs 53. I don't think he's going to go for 53 in his next game. It's not at the crypt. Uh, I mean, he could, but I don't think he's going to do that. And if he gets close to it, he'll wind up sitting out, not taking shots. Because, look, he'll want to break this record in Los Angeles. And I went and looked at what tickets are right now for Oklahoma City. Because okay. it looks like a, pretty much a certainty he's going to do it there. right? Let's just say he scores 25 in his next game. Then he needs, you know, Then he's going to need 29. So likely he's going to do it against Oklahoma City, but if not, he has the buffer of doing it the next night against Milwaukee. Now, knowing LeBron, is he going to want to do it while Giannis is watching? Maybe. So maybe he gets right at the cusp of, of, of breaking the record and he'll want to do it early in the game so they can stop the game against the Bucks, right? So think about that because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking theory right no, now I like as that. to That's... when he's going to break the record. Well, right? it's kind of
6: all the, the Aaron Rodgers stuff with Hall of Fames and whatever else. There's, there's secondary considerations. In terms of whether you continue playing or not, likewise with LeBron, how much does he want to stare down and grin over at Giannis?
4: Yeah, so it looks like okay, Oklahoma City because now everybody's going in buying courtside tickets for Oklahoma City. Uh, right now, the tickets for the Thunder game you can get in for about two hundred bucks. There's not a ton of seats left, but I'm looking at at a secondary site right now, and get in is like. When when you pay the the fees for the secondary site, you're up a little bit over 200 bucks. 200, 250, 300, 350 will get you yeah,
6: in. Yeah, I saw a bunch at in that 250 to 275 range, and yes, they're getting can, snapped up get in after there. this one. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah, because now it's like okay, he's going to score probably 30 in the next game, or you know, say he scores another 26, he's another 26. We'll just go so to, to do the, do uh, the season average, right? Yeah, where yeah, he's, just go he's there.
6: at. He's at 30.2.
4: Yeah, so just think that that's kind of where where it's going to be. It's going to be that game. Now the other part of it is, courtside seats. Courtside seats are already going. Get ready for this. There's a couple of seats available that are going for seventy five and ninety two hundred hundred thousand dollars, seventy five grand and ninety two grand for courtside seats to the Thunder. Right now, obviously, if you have that money, it doesn't matter if you go there and he doesn't break it. you feel like boy about ninety two grand, but you know it looks if you had ninety two grand if you're, yeah, paying, you know. if you're paying for that, then you have that money, so it's not like yeah. oh, I paid ninety two grand but honestly, I think about this. think about when LeBron wants to break the record if he say he scores thirty or 25, twenty five twenty twenty five to thirty the next game, he's going to need to do that to beat Oklahoma City and when is he going to get that point total? I mean, he, he could start taking all kinds of shots and just shoot all the way to get there, but he probably isn't going to do it against the Thunder until the end of the game. And are you going to want to stop and have some kind of pageantry and he aggresses the crowd and they talk about it at the, like in the middle of the fourth quarter of a game? Or is he going to want to do it early on, have another night of anticipation and wait a day? He's going to do it. He needs six points against the. Milwaukee Bucks to do it, and I can do it early in the game, so when we stop the game and get back to it, it's early enough. It's in the first quarter. He gets to do it. Giannis has to watch him do it. You know, the next great player, the guy that people think is the next LeBron. I'm telling you, people are going for Oklahoma City right now, and if, and if I was going to be on the air doing it, but if I wanted to buy tickets, I would think that he's a calculated guy. He knows his point total. He knows when he wants to break the record. And I mean when. I mean the day and time of the game, and I'm thinking more Milwaukee.
6: Now I know the Tuesday game has been flopped and flexed into the TNT world, so we've got that looking at looking ahead Jason but because well we like the the giggles and the fun of uh the look ahead and the math of it all when we we look at that game next Wednesday uh it would be right or am I is it a Tuesday game it's a Tuesday it, Thursday it next a week. Tuesday Thursday. Right, so you get the day off. You get a little more anticipation. By the way, this is more anticipation for this uh, feat than uh, I've thought about at all. Like, oh, he's gonna get there because it seemed inevitable. Right, it's the Thanos snap. Like, yeah, you're gonna get there. But tickets right now, the get in for the game against Milwaukee is at about five hundred dollars, and the most expensive seats, one hundred sixty-one grand behind one of the baskets.
4: Oh. oh. Man, I'll tell you, they're gonna, they're going they're gonna say, hey, no matter what we do, if we don't make the playoffs this year. We still made a lot of money. <laughs> we still did it. That's well, especially we if
6: they own those seats. No, uh, look, it's it's the the fun and the theater of it, right? We talked about it a little bit in one of my rants uh, when people start complaining about Super Bowl tickets or any concerts or whatever else. Like, you have a lot of people that want to be part of that experience. In this case, the all time scoring record seeing all those Laker greats that'll show up for it, maybe some other NBA greats along the way as guest stars to do a a Queen's Wave to you and whatever else. But Super Bowls and and big events, you know, Beyonce's tour, Taylor Swift's tour, whatever. You're in big cities with lots and lots of people. And guess what? The rest of the folks want to travel to it where they're not coming to town. So what's that going to do? Increased demand, increased price. Yes, yes, we know dynamic pricing is a thing. Likewise here, if it's something that's important to you, cool. For me, I'll uh, be on air, I'll have a nice cup of coffee, and we'll watch it live and in living color, whether it happens Tuesday or Thursday.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table.
4: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. What a maroon. (laughs) Live from the TireRack.com studios. Well, tonight begins and began, begins, began, began the week-long Pro Bowl festivities week. Ah, how fun. Everybody show up and just throw some passes. Tyler Huntley will throw more passes in a drill than he will during the season. Uh, But one free agent quarterback, guy who's going to be widely available, has some jokes. Uh, Derek Carr, who also said tonight he is not going to extend his contract trigger date. February 15th is a deadline to give the team additional time to resolve his situation. Nope, not going to do it. I want you to let me go so I can go sign someplace else. So, coming up in about a week and a half, he'll wind up being a big-time free agent. Now... When he was asked, after he apparently did really well at a drill tonight, he was asked, hey, dude, man, you threw the ball pretty well. Um, When's the last time you threw the ball that good? Here was Derek Carr's response.
1: Listen, Derek, you've thrown touchdown passes in Vegas before. You've been on fire. Have you ever been that hot in Las Vegas? Not that hot.
2: Uh, It's probably why I'm going somewhere else.
4: (laughs) Derek Derek Carr's got jokes. He's still a little bit of Elvis. Got a little bit of Elvis in there, but he's got jokes. Derek Carr's got jokes. Now he's working really hard
6: to drift away from the Elvis as best he can. You want to talk about a a guy that really has to think before every line that he utters. That's where we're at. Mm. In the Derek Car because everybody's made fun of him. It's kind of like Austin Butler at this point, too. <laughs> Damn it, I don't want people to think I've just become Elvis. What about well, Gerard Butler?
4: What Gerard Butler? Well, he's, he's going to do the plane. Two. Yeah,
6: Or Koran uh, Butler.
4: I heard no, that, Caron, that, sure. that
6: Plane movie was actually fairly uh, entertaining.
4: Plane movie's entertaining? Plane. What's oh, okay. right. the name of it. It well, say yeah, if you airplane. put it up against
6: Black Adam; it's good.
4: <laughs> Dude, Black Adam's already on HBO. <laughs> it's been on HBO for three weeks. <laughs> Didn't it just come out in theaters like a week ago? I think Dwayne Johnson is going to try to have himself digitally removed from the movie, and it's just going to be nah. He's getting spot. paid. <laughs> he got paid. So it was released
6: October 21st.
4: And it's already, wow. (laughs) That's got to be the quickest HBO release of all time. Oh, man. But, you know, here's the thing about Derek Carr, though, right? Look, I told you I'm not. Yeah, he sucks. I'm not the biggest fan of Derek Carr. Derek Carr has been... Average and is at a couple of years where he's been a little bit better than league average, right? Very, him and Dak Prescott have had very similar careers. Seri- careers where they're around the average of the NFL, but a couple of years where, boy, hey, they achieved and did pretty good. But a couple of years, all right? And these are guys that are 30 years old. You know, Dak Prescott's 29 and Derek Carr's, you know, over 30. But I will say this, because with the retirement of Tom Brady, suddenly the big winner in all of this is Derek Carr. He becomes the number two guy with a bullet that teams are going to go out and get in free agency, right? Aaron Rodgers is unchanged, right? Aaron Rodgers, they got to figure out the money. There's a huge market for Aaron Rodgers. The Jets are putting out. Uh, they've already said, hey, we'll do anything we can to go get him. Rodgers is going to wind up someplace. It, it, the desire for Rodgers is going to be there. But Derek Carr was, well, do you want Derek Carr? Would you want him over Tom Brady? Would you want to-? Suddenly now, if you need a free agent quarterback, Derek Carr is the guy. Aaron Rodgers is only going to go to a couple of teams, right, because the Packers are going to trade him. It's only teams in the AFC. It's only going to be teams in the AFC that are, that are built and desperate for a quarterback that are close to being able to win now that aren't going to draft anybody. But Derek Carr is, hey – Anywhere. You got, over, you got you know, twice the number of teams that are going to be in on Derek Carr because he's going to wind up being a free agent. Suddenly, he is the big winner, and he's the guy. Like we're gonna, we may look at him, and you may see some hot take theater. That, oh, Derek Carr is the guy you have to go get. He's the number one guy now. Garoppolo can't stay healthy. You wonder if he's going to even get a starting job somewhere. And you, you have to you know, move heaven and earth to get Lamar Jackson, and that may wind up being something that doesn't play out for another few months. The big winner of Tom Brady retiring is Derek Carr. Oh, there's that's
6: not even a hot take nonsense. That's <sighs> just fact. are at because who else are we talking? We we add Baker
4: Mayfield to the mix. Mm. No, I said I said winner. I said the big free. No, no, no but that's what I'm I mean, right? Yeah, if winner. you're if you're yeah.
6: trying to say here's the pool that we're drawing from. Who who else is exciting that's out there? As you said, Lamar Jackson. Look what it would take to rest him away.
4: It's gonna be huge. Huge, Jim. Huge. <laughs> Derek Carr is huge. But, I love his accent, Jim. Jim, what if I change accents here on the show doing it with you? No, what if, no. like, I did the first quarter with a southern accent, then the second quarter with, like, a like a German accent, and then the third quarter, like, like with a Canadian accent? You think of Jim, you think more people would watch him and people wouldn't criticize me? Jim, Jim, what do you think, Jim? Would that be cool, Jim? Jim, what do you think, no, I'd Jim? No, i pretty Jim? good.
6: No, I like that. But <laughs> legitimately, of the guys that are getting ready to move around, and obviously you have guys that were backups and spot starters in a league that had 68, 69 different guys start a game this last year, it's just a handful of players that without something strange happening, you know, your Daniel Jones of the world, suddenly they're not as committed or whatever in New York. Uh, otherwise, you're looking at a bunch of also-rans. So Derek Carr, while you don't love him, is still head and shoulders above the rest of these guys. I don't care how much you like the moxie of Baker Mayfield and that one game he gave you.
4: Yeah, it's amazing. Tom Brady retires and Derek Carr becomes the guy because Rogers is only going to go to a couple of teams. Unbelievable. Guy got benched and here he is, Derek Carr. Maybe the Raiders will say, "Wait a minute, we made a mistake. Let's bring him back. Let's let's bring it. Let's bring him back." That may be the thing to do. Well,
3: it's possible. It's always
4: possible. <laughs> Coming up next, got a big story out of the NFL,
3: Fox.